This is the era of the synthetic self. What do I mean by that? Imagine an HR professional which works on volume, having to interview hundreds of people each week. Now imagine the same professional replicated as a video avatar, which has a synthetic voice that resembles 100% that person's voice. There is a synthetic self from a professional standpoint. Now imagine that the same synthetic AI avatar is taking the first round of interviews with candidates based on a few key parameters. Of course, let's keep into account that this first round is going to be really about getting greed of those quite unqualified for the role. Thus, the HR professional won't need to be doing hundreds of interviews each week screening thousands of candidates. The whole process might be done by the AR, AI HR assistant. Of course, there are a couple of factors to account for here. The first one is this assistant may be extremely effective the more you work on volume. Indeed, the less the value per candidate, the more margin of errors the machine has, thus making it possible to automate the process. In fact, in a scenario where you're selecting for high-paying profiles, the margin of error is low and the volume is quite low. There, the AI won't help for now. Instead, it would actually hurt. In fact, imagine the case of an HR professional who is trying to select for very important roles within an organization or for other companies, like in the case of a recruiter. As you can imagine, in that case, not only that person is going to be looking into a pool of people, very few people, but that person is going to be also need to use a lot of experience and intuition to understand if the person is going to be in fit for the job. Therefore, in that specific scenario, the AI is not going to be much helpful. Another aspect to take into account is the amplification process. Once you find yourself in a profession which relies a lot on volume and where the value per lead is quite low, then there is a space for AI automation and indeed amplification. Because you can take the top performers in a field, have them train the machine on the way they do things, and that is how you build a valuable AI professional avatar. Now, that's the thing with AI. From a professional standpoint, the middle layer of AI, or the layer that is going to be trying to replicate the corporate function, is going to be also trying to replicate yourself many times over. Thus, real professional performance, once the middle layer of AI will be mature enough, won't be anymore about doing a task over and over. It will be instead, or it might be instead, about becoming effective at any task, so that effectiveness can be used to smooth the efficiency of the machine. So on the one side, the human works on efficacy and effectiveness, and the machine on efficiency and scale. Indeed, my argument here is that the human is way better at learning a task with less or very little ambiguous data than the AI model can. True, of course, that for many in the OR, peak performance takes years to build, also when it comes to human learning. However, if you compare the amount of deliberate practice a human takes versus the billions of data points and parameters that AI models need, there is no comparison there. 
Indeed, so much so that the human, compared to the machine, needs much less iteration to master something. In fact, while we'll be able to use foundational models like GPT, released by OpenAI, and use those to actually do and enhance any of the functions that we can do in the corporate environment, it's also worth remembering that those models are actually, and those have been developed and trained on billions and billions of parameters. That is why today it's so cheap to build an AI startup because there is this foundational layer that makes it cheap. Yet, if that foundational layer lacked, building an AI startup would probably cost millions only to get started. That is why ChatGPT, which showcased the new capabilities of OpenAI's AI models, was such a revolution. It showed that right now there is a foundational layer for AI which is able to lower so much the cost of doing business to be able to create a whole new market on top of the existing software industry. This is the transition of the next three to five years. So it's critical to take this into account and therefore the combination of the human where the human is going to be more and more grounded, deliberate, and able to account for emotions, and on the other side, the combination of the AI model can really enhance us from a professional standpoint. Of course, in a professional world, which might have rewarded for performing, uh, for performing tasks in a mindless way, enabling millions of people to do their jobs as if they were robots, this layer might be completely swept off by the machine, meaning that if you professionally are in a place where you perform your tax, tasks over and over based on volume and you do it in a mindless way without deliberate practice, you may be in a place where the machine might soon be able to actually replace you. And this also opens up a few opportunities. And I argue that we're moving, of course, from lean to leaner. Indeed, this opens up the way and the new way of doing business and building a startup. As I said, not lean, but leaner, where iteration is amplified by the machine. Of course, the risk here is the machine may break the iterative organic feedback loop from customers, which come as a result of a bootstrapped company. So just like venture capital can break a startup by accelerating too much growth, an AI model within a startup growth framework might break the feedback loop mechanism by scaling the approach too early, too fast and too actually abruptly. So this is really premature optimization on steroids. That's why we need to be careful there. In this context, I argue that there are two incredible forces that are working against each other. One is a force that is gonna lead us to smaller, smarter, faster, which is the force for which we're gonna see the transition from lean to leaner. Therefore, a person made of a few, actually a startup made of a few smart individuals can reach billions of people like, and customers uh, across the world and millions of people at B2B level. In this context, a few people able to leverage these middle layers AI assistance can go full length to develop the next social media giant or the next huge CRM able to reach billions or millions respectively. The other trend it's larger, number slower. Indeed, AI might lead, as the internet did, 
to the creation of even more BS jobs. As the amazing David Graeber highlighted on his book, Bullshit Jobs, a BS job is a highly bureaucratic, low-impact job which looks for good from an aesthetic standpoint, yet the person performing knows well how useless that is. Yet that same person must bear, bear the lie within as that's all she is from a professional standpoint. Just like we thought that the internet would have freed us all and instead created a further proliferation of BS jobs, so the AI revolution may actually amplify that. Imagine, for instance, how we thought tools like Slack actually could amplify our productivity, when instead, in some cases, those generate even more noise within the work environment. So, again, since AI is going to be reducing the friction by enabling us to send AI-based updates to our colleagues, generating a X amount of content is going to be very easy also from a professional standpoint, which might generate even more garbage within a company and actually generate even more unproductivity within the same company. So we might actually go toward an era where the AI just like the internet might make us and actually enable us to build larger, dumber, slower companies versus sm smaller, smarter, faster companies. So let's be careful there. Their revolution can be at the same time the most exciting thing that happens to us or actually the most scary thing that is going to happen to us.